This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am a super soldier. Oh, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, let's, uh, let's jump right back in here. Still a lot to cover, folks. Is this not interesting or what, though? I mean, seriously. Every single time I roll out a new topic, you guys are always tweeting at me, emailing me at gold at pain.tv saying, oh my God, when does this ever end? Every time I think there's a chance, there's something new around the corner, folks. Listen, I'm going to go hundreds upon hundreds of episodes deep into this stuff. It does not end. It's all around us. It's alive and well. They're building it. No one is stopping them. It's, it's a hard pill to swallow, folks. This is the gold pill. I mean, you have to truly want to know and understand what is going on and what our future looks like so that you can best avoid it. And that's all we're doing here. Um, all right, let's continue. So we just talked about um, under the DSO banner in a program called the Brain Machine Interface, DARPA scientists studied how brain implants could enhance cognitive ability. And so it says the program's first goal was to create, quote, a wireless brain modem for a freely moving rat, end quote. DARPA's Eric Eisen, Eisenstadt stated at a technology conference in 2002. Be interesting to know if he had a relative that was came out of Operation Paperclip. Eric Eisenstadt. And so it says right here that their goal was to qu- create, quote, a wireless brain modem. And so what is the wireless brain modem, folks? Neuralink, a Bluetooth-enabled chip that they put inside of your brain, right? And this is back in 2002. They didn't roll out Neuralink until 2016, 14 years later. It goes on to say the scientists would implant a chip in the rat's brain to see if they could remotely control the animal's movements. And as you see what Musk has done as they roll it out uh, and push it forward into the adoption campaign, the normalization uh, and, and humanization of the technology they put it in a pig because he can laugh and tell a three little pigs joke uh they put it into the monkey because it's always cute to see a monkey sucking on a banana milkshake through a straw which we covered here and so uh and so as you can see in 20 uh 2002 they're talking about it and then in 2016 musk uh, rolls it out publicly to the new generation to our kids because he is the real life tony stark folks It goes on to say, quote, the objective of this effort, end quote, Eisenstadt explained, quote, is to use remote 
teleoperation via direct interconnections with the brain, end quote. The bigger objective was to allow future, quote, soldiers to communicate by thought alone. I'll finish up this quote, and then uh, I'll explain that in a second. By thought alone, imagine a time when the human brain has its own wireless modem, so that instead of acting on thoughts, warfighters have thoughts that act, end quote. Eisenstadt suggested. Okay, and we're going to get into this in the Charles Morgan video. This is why I wanted to go over this first, so we could talk more about it before we get into the video. But... It says the bigger objective was to allow future soldiers to communicate by thought alone. Well, you've heard Elon Musk tell Joe Rogan, the propagandist whose job it is to normalize this stuff, that eventually you'll be able to pass data packets back and forth from mind to mind without ever speaking. In the interim, you'll be able to basically upload a program into your mind that allows you to learn new languages just like in the movie the matrix that's how elon musk put it but you'll eventually be able to pass data packets with your mind and so this guy eisenstadt says imagine a time when the human brain has its own wireless modem that's the Neuralink, the wireless bluetooth modem so that instead of acting on thoughts warfighters have thoughts that act so basically where they're going with this is they wanted them to be able to think about firing a missile and the missile will just fire and we'll see some of that in charles morgan dr charles morgan the third speech to the wonderful cadets at west point it goes on to say quote an adversary might use quote brain technology quote in military applications an extreme example would be remote guidance or control of a human being, end quote. No, you heard me right. An adversary might use brain technology in military applications. An extreme example would be remote guidance or control of a human being. And Dr. Charles Morgan III will get into this as well. But right there, folks. An extreme example would be remote guidance or control of a human being. I don't know. Like maybe some of the school shooters? No. No. These guys in the military would never do that. They would never test out their technology in real life situations. They would never, ever do that. It goes on to say other critics said that the quest to enhance human performance on the battlefield would lead scientists down a morally dangerous path. Michael Goldblatt disagreed, quote, how is having a cochlear implant that helps the deaf hear any different than having a chip in your brain that could help control your thoughts? end quote uh mr goldblatt i would ask you how is having a hearing aid that helps you hear different than being able to use your thoughts to blow up and kill another human being how is that different i don't know sir i would ask you how is it different to use my thoughts to kill another human being or to have a hearing aid how are they different i don't know I don't know. Peter Thiel, one of the guys who invests in and supports this type of technology, helps the government roll it out. 
He says transhumanism and Christianity are the same because they both offer you immortality. So these guys definitely have the ability to blur the lines between insanity and sanity. I will say that. They have no morals or ethics, obviously. They operate on no principles or values. I think that's pretty clear. You had that Israeli doctor talking about, uh, when I play with these uh, human tissues inside the lab, I don't have to worry about any ethical complications. And so when they get a hold of the babies that they grow inside the synthetic wombs, I think they're probably going to say the same thing. Well, there's no mom and dad, so we could play around with this little child. It's just a ball of flesh. It's just a ball of flesh, folks. That's all it is. It comes from it comes from nothingness, Deepak Chopra will say. It is just a ball of nothingness. All right, the article finishes up saying, when questioned about unintended consequences like controlling humans for nefarious ends, Goldblatt insisted, quote, there are unintended consequences for everything, end quote. But see, where I come from, folks, I said this on a show a couple of episodes ago. When does the folks, when do the folks who are developing this technology, who are ushering in transhumanism, who are doing the genetic modification, who are tweaking these folks, these soldiers' systems, who are sending them into war and then bringing them back with PTSD. When do they bear responsibility? When does it get to the point, folks, when we don't call these unintended consequences, but we call them intended consequences? Peter Thiel, speaking about singularity, the merger of man and machine, in 2008, said in front of the Singularity Conference, If you remember that, we reviewed that. He said that singularity would either bring a boom in investments or a boom that would destroy the entire world. So they know the consequences of the technologies they are building. They have the power and the influence and the money to call for an international ban on many of these technologies. But they don't do it, folks. And so the results... The carnage, the death, the people who die at the hands of the killer robots, the people who die at the hands of, you know, rogue super soldiers, the people who end up dying because the genetic modification ended up killing them. No, those were intended consequences because these monsters, these Frankenstein doctors, these psychopathic, narcissistic sociopaths know exactly what it is this guy goldblatt says right here there are unintended consequences for everything meaning he knows about the consequences but if you're going to jack up some soldier with all of these pain vaccines and everything else and send him into war to get shot and then shoot him up with a pain vaccine so he stays out in the field while his wound gets sealed by magnetic particles in his blood that you injected into him, and then you make him hibernate for 30 days until you come to rescue him, the guy's going to come back on PTSD all screwed up. You guys don't take care of these people when they come home. 
God only knows what his real mission was over there anyway, probably murdering uh, innocent women and children, as we see time and time again from our wonderful government, what they make our kids go over and do in these countries. They had no idea this is what they were going to be involved with. And so these people know what the consequences are. These are intended consequences. They know damn well what they're doing with the brain chip all the way back in 2002 when they were talking about it. And now they're rolling it out through Elon Musk because they know what the consequences are. They're intended consequences. And so when do they bear the blame, the responsibility for what they're doing? When are we going to stand up to these monsters? I don't know, folks. But there is so much more information on the super soldier programs and genetic modification that I'm going to get into on tomorrow's episode. I'm going to pull up some more articles for you because that was back in 2015. I'll show you what they're doing now. All kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, they're trying to build cyborgs and everything else. But we're going to get into this with Dr. Charles Morgan III. And then we've got another video we're reviewing over the next couple days from Dr. James Giordano, another psycho monster, scientist, engineer, quack. And so when I get back, folks, let me introduce you to Dr. Charles Morgan III, and we'll start seeing what this crazy SOB has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. Let me introduce you to Charles A. Morgan III. MD and MA. And I'm over here at newhaven.edu because he works out of the University of New Haven, my old stomping grounds, folks. I am from the suburbs of New Haven. And no, I did not take a World Economic Forum trackless train from New Haven to the suburbs. I used to drive a car, believe it or not, back in high school. All right, folks. Charles A. Morgan III. Professor, Department of National Security at the Henry C. Lee College of Criminal Justice and Forensic Sciences. Henry Lee, folks, interesting character. Look him up sometime. All right, education. Uh, he's a let's see, fellowship, forensic psychiatry, Yale University, New Haven, Connecticut, 2001. MA, History of Medicine and Science, Yale University, 1996. Psychiatry Residency, Yale University, 1990. MD, Medicine, Loma, Linda University, School of Medicine, California, 1986. And a BA, French Pacific Union College, Angwin, California, 1982. Okay, so 82, 86. 1990, 1996, 2001. 
All right, let's get into his bio. It's important that you understand uh, where these guys come from before we actually listen to them. So Dr. Morgan is a professor in the Department of National Security at the University of New Haven's Henry C. Lee College of Criminal Justice and Forensic Sciences. Dr. Morgan is a forensic psychiatrist, former intelligence officer, yes, folks, He was with the CIA and neuroscientist. The focus of his teaching is national security, domestic and international intelligence analysis, issues in deception and psychological operations. Dr. Morgan is the director of the National Security Research Laboratory at University of New Haven and has grants from the United States government. His research is focused on enhancing the detection of deception, and on improving the indirect assessments of human personalities. You got that, folks? You got that? So, psychological operations and deception. All right, let's continue. Prior to coming to the University of New Haven, Dr. Morgan was a full-time faculty member at Yale University School of Medicine Department of Psychiatry for over 20 years and served as medical director at the Clinical Neuroscience Division of the National Center for Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder at the Yale Veterans Administration in Connecticut. All right, so he played around with the PTSD boys. Dr. Morgan also served as an intelligence officer at the CIA from 2003 to 2010. Very, very wonderful gentleman. Since 2007, Dr. Morgan has worked in operational psychology with the U.S. Special Operations Command, the Marine Corps Special Operations Command, and with the uh, Asymmetric Warfare Group. Dr. Morgan has developed and published scientific papers on new interviewing techniques designed to enhance the accuracy of credibility assessments that are used by professionals in the field of national security. You got that? Torture. Dr. Morgan was deployed to Afghanistan and served as a psychological operational advisor with the U.S. Army Asymmetric Warfare Group. This guy would be called a patriot, folks. This is a patriot. He loves his country. He also loves messing with your mind, as you will see shortly. While at the CIA, Dr. Morgan served as an academic supervisor to the master's program of the Joint Military Intelligence College, Bowling Air Force Base, Washington, D.C., from 2004 to 2010. After his time at CIA, Dr. Morgan served an operations specialist for the Special Technologies Laboratory, Counterintelligence Activities Division of the Department of Energy. (laughs) It reminds you of the bio of uh, Dennis Bushnell over at NASA, the chief scientist. I don't know if you guys remember that episode, but uh, he's another one to check out, folks. He loves the cyborgs. He loves Ray Kurzweil, he loves Elon Musk, and he loves the brain chips and the metaverse. This guy looks eerily similar to Bushnell. So Dr. Morgan continues to provide subject matter expert consultation to as forensic, um, so that's some kind of typo there, as forensic psychiatrist and as a subject matter expert to the United States Special Operations Command. 
He served as a member of the National Academy of Science Committee for Eyewitness Identification Reform in 2014. Dr. Morgan is the author of over 100 peer-reviewed publications for topics such as post-traumatic stress, eyewitness memory, interrogation stress, detecting deception, and intelligence. And then it's got a whole list here of recent publications which I am not going to go through because there are probably 25 there. I'm just guessing. Um, And so, yeah, I think, let me just see. There's a little more information on him. It says, uh, Dr. Morgan worked in academic, clinical, and research environments for 25 years at Yale University. In addition to his work at Yale, Dr. Morgan has supervised students in the master's program at the Joint Military Intelligence College, Bowling Air Force Base, Washington, D.C. Dr. Morgan served as a medical intelligence officer. 2003 to 2010 with the Central Intelligence Agency and was a government liaison with the U.S. Intelligence Science Board in 2011. Dr. Morgan deployed to Afghanistan with the U.S. Army's Asymmetric Warfare Group. From 2011 to 2013, Dr. Morgan served as operations specialist for the Special Technologies Laboratory, the Department of Energy. At present, Dr. Morgan continues to perform private consulting regarding selection and assessment for the Asymmetric Warfare Group and the U.S. Navy. As I mentioned earlier, he helps he helps pick out the bad boys, ladies and gentlemen. He is currently serving on the National Academy of Science Committee on Eyewitness Identification Reform and has joined the faculty of the Henry C. Lee College of Criminal Justice and Forensic Sciences, University of New Haven. Dr. Morgan is the first physician to be hired by the university where he is an associate professor in the Department of National Security with an emphasis on intelligence analysis, national security, psychology, and psyops. Yeah, it actually says that. Wow. Okay. And then his courses here, what the heck? Let's look at his courses. National Security, Issues and Deception, Special Topic, Intelligence Analysis, Intelligence Analysis, Introduction to National Security. So again, what we are about to review, folks, is this speech he gave, okay, at um it says right here this is a speech that he gave on neuro uh, neurobiology and war and so he's giving this speech to west point on a range of topics including psychology neurobiology and the science of humans at war and let me just say um maria had sent this over to me or no i'm sorry someone else from the audience sent this video over to me and so i sent it to maria albanese because i just didn't have time to to look at it last week and she sent me back additional information on and we'll get into this the uh brain initiative and the human brain project and so um she also sent over information on dr james giordano who we're going to get into next and what he's doing over there with the government and so i took this video on morgan and i actually downloaded the audio and i reprocessed it for you because there was terrible room noise it was like 
through the whole thing. So hopefully this video is going to be a lot cleaner than it would have been if I had just played it straight up for you because we really do have to understand what they're getting into. Now, in the beginning, just bear with it. There's a gentleman who introduces him and the video is... Um, like kind of noisy there because I don't believe that gentleman was close enough to the microphone, but I'm going to let it play just in case I miss some of the introduction, even though we just went into a lot of detail. So right here on the cover screen of the video, it says NMWI, Dr. Morgan, BH454, runtime 55 minutes and 47 seconds. Vios work order number 201800987 unclassified and this is a West Point Visual Information Division AO103 April 17 2018 and then it has the West Point uh, Academy logo on it. So I'm going to let this gentleman introduce him. Just if it's really bad, I'll stop it and then we'll fast forward. But I figured I'd let them introduce him so that you can hear this entire presentation in full. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, it's rolling right now. The screen is up. Come on, folks. And here we go with the gentleman. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Charles Morgan coming to talk to us about uh, neuroscience and psychology and a whole, a whole gamut of things. Um, right now, he is a professor of national security studies at the University of New Haven. Uh, his focus is teaching uh, national security studies, domestic and international intelligence uh, analysis, and issues in deception. Dr. Morgan is developing a concentration in the human aspects, intelligence analysis, and psycho uh, psychological operations arenas that are relevant to the intelligence community. Um, he has a pretty robust background with military folks, doing research at SEER school, helping with selection processes for special operations forces down for Bragg, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So without further ado, I will hand it off to you. Okay, good. So I'm glad uh, we got that in there real quick. Hopefully you'll be able to hear it. Um, so he introduces him basically with some of the background we talked about, but really in him helping select uh, select soldiers for probably the super social program. Like which guys are not going to complain when we try to put a brain chip in their head? Uh, who do you think uh, would be fine with sticking the uh, pain vaccine in their arm? Uh, excuse me, sir. Would you mind hibernating for 30 days until we come and rescue you? Hey, um, would you mind letting us inject you with magnetic nanoparticles? You're just going to use a magnet to suck up the particles into your wound, and so it'll stop the bleeding until we decide whether or not to come and get you, or we just push a little button from the control tower where we blow up your exoskeleton skeleton suit and incinerate you so that there is no evidence of the cyborg wolverine super soldiers that we've been building over here at darpa all right ladies and gentlemen what we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break so that i could tune up my exoskeleton suit for some reason my back is bothering me i keep moving around in my chair so hopefully my voice has been okay during the show but i'm going to tune up my exoskeleton suit uh over the break and then when we come back we're going to start to break down dr charles morgan the third speech to the west point academy ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard 
on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.